And welcome back, everybody. It's been quite a long time since I've posted my last BSP podcast. This is Brendan Petrilli here. It's been absolutely nuts recently with the quarantine going on in the United States right now, but I'm happy to be here with two of my good friends, Harry Heaps and Charlie Dowling. We're going to talk about some why we're fans of different sports teams, and we just want to have a nice conversation, keep it light, keep it fun, and just try to give everybody a little bit more content uh, for this quarantine break, just so everybody has something to listen to, get our sports fixed with no sports going on. And yes, I'm healthy, I'm safe, my family, we're all healthy and safe. I hope you guys, is everybody good with you guys too, Charlie and Harry? Everybody yes. all right? Thank yeah, God. And thank yeah. God we're all right. You know, the flag is obviously flying high. Birds yeah. Nation is flying high. You know, listen, we have an honorary member of not the not the sabotage your introduction, but we gotta identify what it is truly. Who do we got in studio right now? An honorary Whoa. member of the Chiefs. Fan. I'm gonna turn off of that the, fucking fan. Hold on. Yeah, of the Chiefs fan base, and that is our boy Charlie here. Yeah. Now, how, how does it feel to be a, a Super Bowl champ right now, Chuck? Dude, it's awesome. It's awesome. All right. All right. Before you can start saying about this, we Harry and I got to We got to talk about this real quick. So everybody knows I'm a big Philadelphia fan. You know, Eagles, Phillies, Flyers, Sixers, all of them. I hate Why when people I? say, yeah, every, what, people in Philly on Sports Talk Radio, they go, oh, I'm four for four. Like, I hate when people say that. They'll be on the station like, oh, I'm a total four for four guy. Like, shut up. Like, that's just, like, so corny. Just be like, I'm just a Philly fan. Like, that's, that's all you got to say. You don't got to tell me you're four for four. four yeah. Like, yeah. But, but anyway, like, it's just a different breed when it comes to Philly fan, you know. And then, Harry, you're a big Baltimore guy. You know, yeah. go with the other birds. I'm not. A, I'm not opposed to that. You know, I'm okay with the league. Yeah, that's. No, we'll thing. go back and forth. But I, I feel that I feel that most of the bird, sport, uh, NFL teams don't really have. They don't got bad blood. Like the ALT Atlanta, shout out. They don't. Yeah. They got nothing against anybody. The birds don't have anything against you know unless they're playing the Hawks in the Seahawks. In, yeah. Screw them. Screw Clowney. Yeah, screw Clowney. Oh, my God. I'll never forget that night. That was a bad night. That was a bad night. I'd take his knees out with the the shotgun, honestly. No, I'm just kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Um, But anyway, now let's get into Charlie here. Now, this kid, he is all over the map. He is one of those stereotypical bandwagons, I would say. Wouldn't you say that, Harry? No, I know that's not true. So, Charlie, give us a little. Who, who are, who do you follow in the in the fan base here? Go ahead, give us, give us your little rundown. So, I am a little all over, but I, I'm a diehard. I've always been fans of these teams, and that's how it is. I'm a Yankees fan. Got to stick by the pinstripes at all times. Uh-huh. Love my son, Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs. Yeah. Tell everybody where you're from. Initiate, like, go for detail. Do what Petrilli did, which is where you identify where you're from and then explain how you're a fan, okay? So right. tell everybody where you're from and then break down how you're New Jersey Yankee, okay? <laughs> That's the first wrong thing, and then go on. All right, well, I, you know, I'm from Jersey. You know, I'm allowed to be a Yankee fan in our local team. It's it's the Yanks, man. It's the Yanks are the shitty Mets, and no one, no one likes the Mets. The Queen sucks. The best thing they have is Spider-Man. And, you know, <laughs> just, I've always been a Yankees fan. Love Yankee Stadium, man. The Celtics, my dad's a huge Celtics fan. Grew up a Celtics fan. So I just kind of followed Paul Pierce, Kevin Garnett, you know, the, big, the, the original Big Three back in the day. 
And, you know, the Chiefs just – I kind of took a liking to it back in middle school. I just – I got Andy – Big Red came in and, you know, got to got, got love Hey, I, I, I'm happy for him. I'm happy for him. And That's for sure. Alex Smith, I, I followed him in college when he was at Utah. I just – I was always a fan of him. I always got, thought he got screwed over in San Francisco because look how Kaepernick turned out. Nothing happened there. And I just felt, you know, it's, I kind of stuck with it. The Chiefs, they were getting good. I was like, all right. I'm, I'm going to get shit for being a bandwagon. So, yeah, you hopped on the bandwagon. That's yeah, a front runner, a front runner. So it sounds team, like bro. it sounds like you're a big you're a big like player guy. You know, you love your Paul Pierce, your okay. KG, and then you got your Alex Smith and your Patty Mahomes. I do. You, you I like love the, players, but I like, I like the teams. So like the Yankees, the the Yanks are my team for sure. The thing is though, you don't have a cheat. Do you get a Super Bowl Chiefs jersey yet, Chuck? For I your actually, first, I actually ordered a Tyreek Hill Super Bowl jersey. All right, there you go. Because you guys got the same speed too. Yeah, you got to represent. Uh, I did get my double Chiefs jersey, so that was that really cool. It's about guys. time. It's about yes. time. Can we just talk about how Patrick Mahomes is two cheeseburgers away from being a fat quarterback? I mean, we've discussed <laughs> this before on the radio, dude. He is for he's a mobile fatty. And and by the way, talking about fat quarterbacks, what about not not to derail you, Chuck, but Patrilli? Like, do you? Uh, the amount of ver- the amount of descriptive adjectives I wanted to use to describe Ben Roethlisberger for the past few oh Instagram you see that beard? Oh my proud. god, dude! He, he looks like he just woke up in a freaking dumpster. Yeah, yeah dude. He, he was built. He was built for this quarantine, just to like stay indoors <laughs> and nobody see him. Yes. <laughs> yes, dude. Yes, yes. I mean, he's just. Listen, listen, he's a little too, he's a little too rapey for me is the thing. Uh, you know, besides me being a Ravens fan, I can't get behind him. But dude, I mean, he looks, he looks brutal. I mean, when I go, that is brutal. He's the definition of that. And I mean, he just looks like, you know, fat boy Ben, as I always say, you guys know, that's my phrase, fat boy Ben. He's, I agree. He's not in any shape right now to freaking be in the league. Dude, he's ready to come back to set the world on fire this next, this next season. I'm calling it. Do you really think they're winning the division? Oh my god! They got to sign Jameis Winston. Go from one fat quarterback to another. That would be that would be nice. That's a dub. That would be fun. I love Jameis. He he got LASIK now. Dude, he can see. He can finally see. He's not not legally blind anymore. Yeah. The the army paid for that. They're going to send him off to Iraq pretty soon. (laughs) Jeez. Jeez. Right. And the funny thing is, with uh, we're talking about uh, Patty Mahomes being a cheeseburger away from being a fat quarterback. I mean, Donovan McNabb was kind of in the same boat. And like Andy, you know, he loves his good old cheeseburgers. He can't be hanging out with Andy Reid over this off season. No right. way. Over this quarantine. Yeah, yeah. Like this- what? What do you think? Do you think? All right, let let let's put a wager on this. Give or take, we'll put a wager at five dollars. Does Andy look like he's lost weight at the next press conference or gained twenty? Dude, it's I don't tough. think he can really look like he can gain more. He's you already such a big guy, man. I don't oh, think definitely. He could grow yeah. another neck. You think he's got to buy new Hawaiian shirts after the quarantine? Yes. Oh, absolutely. Small? Yes. Yeah. Upgrade his style. Yeah. All right. Well, coming off of talking about Big Ben and your hatred for him, let's get a, a little bit behind how our fan base, like our fan bases that we're fans of, has that hatred for those other teams in our divisions or our rivals. Yeah. You know, I was talking about how much the Seahawks have been a pain in the neck for the Eagles the past couple of years, with Jadavion taking out my boy Carson. 
you know, he should be in jail, honestly. That was pretty much assault. But – and then just another another team, you know, that everybody hates around here is those cowgirls down in, yes. in Dallas. So, yes. I mean, yes. the big the, – my big thing about the hatred for Cowboys fans around here is that all the people that have never left the area of Philadelphia, they have become Cowboys fans out of like, oh, my dad liked them because, you know, Aikman – and all these old quarterbacks 30 years ago was the quarterback, and they were on prime time. Like, that's why I'm a fan. Like, shut up. They're America's team. Like, dude, you've never been outside of the city of Philadelphia. And how can you be a Cowboys fan? It just absolutely drives me nuts. And, like, they just hide because they'll try to call up on sports radio around here when it's, like, Cowboys week, and they only when they know that they're going to win. If if they, like, know the Cowboys stink and they're going to get their butts kicked, like, you won't hear anything from them. But once the Cowgirls start getting good, like, then it's just like, oh, yeah, Dak's amazing. Like, Zeke's going to run all over you. Like, it's just an absolute joke. Like, I want to get your takes on, like, I know, Harry, you hate the Big Ben and the Steelers. They've always yeah. been a real tough rival. But, Chuck, I want to hear from you. You're too nice of a guy, but you're always up to something. What do you yes. got up your sleeve? Who's yes. those teams that get under your skin a little bit? Right. Honestly, there's got to be somebody, Chuck. Yeah, I, I, this is going to sound typical. Obviously, it's the Patriots. You know, I can't stand Belichick. I think Belichick can go, you know, I don't think he's going to win without Brady, to be honest. I think it was all Brady, you know, Belichick, you know, it was whatever. Dude. Dude, but, and that is the biggest thing. Well, let's talk about that right now, about who do you think is going to – that's definitely why they broke up, I think. It's because they it, both it is, wanted to prove that they could yeah. win without the other. And I want to get let's let's hear what what do you think, Chuck? Who who's going to get the best of it out of here? Because Brady's probably got two years left, if that. I mean, Brady, that division's tough now. The NFC South is going to they're going to they could have four teams in the playoffs next year, very well. Yeah, with the new expanded playoffs too. Like, uh, I could see the Bucks sneaking in as a wild card. You know, Chris Godwin, Mike Evans. You know, they they got some top receivers down there. With Brady like a with a leader like that in the locker, I mean, you know, Bruce Arians loves Brady. So I I think I think it's going to go work out. I think they're going to be they're going to win. I I think they're going to be over five hundred. I'm going to say nine nine and seven. I'm shooting for nine and seven, ten and six, maybe. Yeah, it's going to be interesting to see. I'm recording something right now. Hop off. Get out of here. Interference right now. Yeah. Uh, Trilly's way and see now I just want to make a note for all those listening to this that is something of professionalism that he has not learned yet you make sure that your area is secured even Chuck with the bad afro no yeah. area has to be secured yeah. uh, but Trilly can I can I hop on that comment yeah go for uh, it yeah I mean I think I think that what oh, uh, gonna... hold up hold up hold up real quick you were always on the Brady like you and your boy Chris Collinsworth are always talking about Oh, you're sending me these messages. Oh, Collinsworth thinks he's going to the Colts, the Chargers. I never really saw him talking about the Bucks at all. No, like, no. Yeah. You I think that really came out of left field? It wasn't – well, it wasn't until we, like, left for spring break that there were yeah. even rumors of it. And it seems to be that, like – I mean, I don't know how, how closely you guys have watched it, but it seems to be that what the biggest thing was, uh, quickly, just to talk about that, was that, number one, Brady, I think, definitely was going to stay with the Pats. Actually, believe it or not, until the not, until the eleventh hour, I think that what put him over the top is that the Bills landed Stefan Diggs over the Pats because the Pats were trying to get him and they did it. Yeah. And I okay. think that if I think that if Brady would have seen, okay, they finally are actually going to go after some receivers, he'd be like, well, 
listen, I'm already fucking here. You know, I'll stay here for a little while longer and try to drill in some more, you know, his, his family and his wife, obviously they've already moved to, to New York city. Okay. So I think that what matters to him the most is being with his family, honestly, besides winning Super Bowl rings. It, it's they been, have so much money. They can move wherever they exactly. want. Exactly. So, and the thing is, is that Tampa Bay, unlike LA, Tampa Bay is only a two hour flight to New York city. And, and I think three state too. And, yeah. And he needs to do 9, 9 million in incentives, by the way. Did you guys see that? Yeah. So not it's, only, it's crazy. Yeah, not, not only is it 50 million fully guaranteed, but 9 million in incentives. I mean, God bless. You know what I mean? I mean, that's like, that's like Peyton Manny getting the Papa John deal. You know what I'm saying? That just, <laughs> it just keeps rolling. Do you think he, do you think he could go up to the dinner table now to Giselle and be like, I'm making the money now too, babe. Like, because you know, she's been carrying him around for the past, I don't know how long he's been going out for 10 yeah. plus years now. Yeah. She's always been the breadwinner. Well, the winner, thing but. is though, is that Brady though has aged better than his wife. Absolutely. So, yeah. So I think, I'd take right here. So I think, I think you go, oh, yeah. So I, I think, I think, I don't the, know, dude. Giselle's still, you know, she's a supermodel, man. Sierra, don't listen to a thing. Yeah. He doesn't mean anything yeah. he does. Yeah. No, but. But I, all right. So to get back on topic, though, I think that what's weird is that, yeah, you're right. It is like. Dude, when you think about it, and for the longest time, when I was, you know, until I was about 14 years old, 15 years old, I started noticing the Raiders, but like teams that would just disappear in my mind and still have all through, all throughout until honestly, until they just got Brady teams that I think franchises that most sports fans don't even think about, honestly, are Tampa Bay. Um, cause they, they really, they're not, you know what I mean? Tampa Bay doesn't stand out. I think the Titans until these past two seasons, didn't really stand out. I don't think that uh, the Raiders, until really Derek Carr started to make some noise, but then mainly landing Gruden, I don't think that they stood out. Um, you know, those are three teams that that I think of. And at times, even you know, you, you know, if Miami, if or, or even no, not Miami. You you forget about you forget about the Jaguars. You know, those are four yeah. franchises that you never think about, in my opinion, that you don't think about really because they don't make noise. They don't have people that you're constantly going to watch. So for Brady to go to a market like that, it doesn't seem to be his brand. I mean, think about it, right? This dude is so freaking uh, diverse in his portfolio, not as much as Shaq, but he's up there, that he's got his own fucking pajama brand. I mean, think about it. He's got his own pajama brand, and then he decides to go to Tampa Bay. That I don't get, but I think that what it is is that, you know, listen, if Brady can could, even if he lost, if he could just make it to the Super Bowl this year before Belichick and to be the first team to do it with home field advantage, I mean, I think that that's his whole reason for leaving besides being close to probably his family is he's just chasing history. He's probably yeah. looking to make a different, uh, uh, something that will really stand out behind Belichick. What I would ask you to, and, and, you know, Petrulli, I want to hear your thought first is, do you think, all right, Chuck, keep moving around. That's good. Yeah, he's on the move. He's, he's on, on the, move. the move. He's getting the calories in. Yeah. Um, do I, you I think, yeah, you gotta get what? I gotta get the charger for the laptop. I thought you were about to take a piss, dude. All right, and I love seeing the, I love seeing the family, uh, the family, the thing that before you got consummated. I love seeing that photo in the background. Um, do you think, Patrilli, starting with you, do you think 
that the Patriots are going to tank this season on purpose, like the Dallas Mavs, to maybe go number one or number two overall next year to get tre- to get Trevor Lawrence. Trevor Lawrence, I I totally think they should. I don't think they will though. You don't? Because I don't think I don't think Belichick will will do it. I think he thinks he can have anybody in there at quarterback and he'll figure it out. Honestly, I think I think he can bring. Yeah. And then who's the guy that they got, the the young guy behind them right now, that they're saying he's probably going to be the starter? Um, he has a Jared Simpson. So, so but, no name. Yeah. I think, like, they like him a lot where they're just going to be able to – he's been sitting back there for a year now behind Brady and Hoyer. And if it doesn't work out, they'll bring somebody in or they'll just have Hoyer. They're more than comfortable with having him, him in there where they think that the scheme can get them through it, you know, and get them some wins. I don't think they're going to – they're not going to try to – they know they – can't be that 10 11 win team that they've been for the past decade but I think they think that they can still be competitive where their division still isn't that great I mean the the Dolphins signed some guys the Jets are you know the Jets they haven't been developing (laughs) shout out to to Bosh yeah shout out to Bosh Sammy D and making out with the girls yes yes and Philip Rivers having nine kids with the Colts (laughs) yes Yes, go ahead. Yeah, go check out Harry's podcast for that one if you guys want some more. Uh, his his podcast is the Glass Half Full. Like yeah, Harry, you guys want to go check that out. What Quick do you plug for you? Thanks, dog. What Chuck? What do you think about that? Do you think that the Patriots are going to try to sneak up in the draft, or do you think that they'll still try to play this season, or are they just going to bomb it? I don't because I think it's back to the ego thing. Belichick wants to prove he's something without Brady because you know. Belichick and Brady, like Belichick, he got fired from the Browns. Like people forget that. Like he was at the head coach of the Browns, got fired. He was, you know, six and ten before Brady started. Yes, yes. And so th- this is this is his time to shine and kind of show that you know he he is the best coach for a reason. He can win without the best quarterback to ever play the game. So I think tanking is out of the question. I don't think that's even. I mean, that's if there's a season this year. At this rate, there might not even be a freaking season this year. So yeah, well, we're not talking about that right now. We're we're no, not going into panic I, mode yet. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Hold hold it down. No, hold, I don't think hold. that that I don't think that that's gonna happen though. I think that honestly, what will happen is there might be one to two preseason. There's gonna be no camps. That's the other thing though that fucks Brady though the most is having not no getting camp. in with the. There's gonna be yeah. no camps, dude. And it doesn't matter if you're listen. It's awesome that he asked for all of his new players' phone numbers. But what does that matter when he's coming to a whole new team? He's not going to – he's literally not going to have any time until probably two weeks before the season, maybe a month at the most. Not even. He won't even have a month. Maybe two weeks at the most before he's going to be throwing the ball to his new receivers. That's, that's going to be a real strain. I think he's got – I was heard uh, somebody talk about a couple weeks ago how he's got like a ranch out in Montana. You know, he's going to get it all sterilized, call his guys out there, and have them throw around with him. Well, he's how the hell are they going to get down there? Rich. He'll, he'll go yeah they'll go pick him up on his private jet or something they get they're grounded what nah dude he's got <laughs> yeah. his own private dude, home. you can't you can't you can't you Free can't be doing dude dt will get two fucking jets up in that ass and bring you down <laughs> dude if you if you lift off shoot, let's shoot him down yeah shoot him down straight down dude. easy easy all right well Coming off of that, those two have had very memorable moments, uh, Belichick and Brady, and I'm kind of jealous of what the Patriots fans have had over the past 20 years. And awesome. I just want to get in. I want to get into a little bit of our favorite moments as a fan for our sports teams growing up, and stuff that's really like had lasting moments for us 
growing up, we're all 20, 21 years old now, you know. Are you 19? Yeah, Harry. Young and dear. Oh, my God, you're a child. Yeah, Chuck's whatever ID you look at, that's how old he is. (laughs) (laughs) But I want to get your guys' takes here. Harry, give me something growing up. Give me something growing up, either Orioles, you know, the the Washington Bullets, uh, (laughs) the Baltimore Bullets. Well, they left before I was yeah. born. Shout out to them, though. I need that franchise yeah. back. Um, <laughs> fuck the Wizards at this point. Go deep book. My son's baby. Um, no, uh, a memorable moment. Well, I didn't, uh, you know, quickly, I won't take too long, but I didn't really get engaged with baseball until, honestly, I got into, like, end of middle school, starting freshman year. That's when I became really – like, I always would say, if someone asked me, are you, you know, what, what baseball team are you for? I would always say the O's. But I didn't passionately watch them until my until like eighth grade freshman year. But I was always a diehard Ravens fan. I I just watched their games ever since I can remember. Um, and I would say a memorable mo- well a memorable moment for me besides obviously watching. You know, I've been alive for both Super Bowls, but being, you know, old enough to be cognitive about it besides, you know, the 2012 win, the only real Super Bowl, uh, you know, that's happened in the past, like almost nine uh-huh. years of Super Bowl 47. But the point, um, the point being is a memorable moment would be, all right, I'll name three quick ones. When Haloti Nada broke Ben Roethlisberger's nose, that was an electric day. And what I mean by that is – Ex-rugby player, too, you know? Yeah, yeah. Well, listen, Samoan. But when he, dude, when he took out that fat boy, and he, I think that that was either 2010 or 11, you just, you saw Ben in agony. And I was in a restaurant where they had the game on. And, I mean, people got up, started slamming their glasses on the floor. It was, it was electric. And I just remember going, yeah! And my dad <laughs> I'm going to move the bike away. My dad's in the background. Yeah, fuck him. You know, all this stuff. <laughs> Yelling in the back, right? And that was an incredible, incredible moment. Because just to see how tribal people get. That, um, then another one, a, a memorable sports one, wasn't during a game. It was actually, it was the 2008 regular season home game. Again, between the Ravens and the Steelers. And the reason why this is memorable for me is because this was the first time that I learned how diehard people are about sport fandom. And what happened was the local network, the local CBS network in Baltimore, WJZ, shout out to them. um, They caught a group of Ravens fans, obviously intoxicated. I remember this clear as day. I'm eight years old. I watched the TV and they caught an intoxicated group of Steelers fans getting in a shouting match and they started recording. And then it got physical where they were just battling like gangs it's not just Philly fans, man. Yeah, it's, it's not. not. And then what the report was is that because this was this was before the game, right? This was this was during the uh, what, what am I? Why am I missing the word? This was during the um, the tailgate, and mm-hmm. they had D batteries all in the back of their cars. <laughs> both teams, like bo- like both fan bases, had a, had truckloads of D batteries, and they asked them, "What are these for?" And they go, "That's for us to throw at the. That's for us to throw at you know Ben." They named all these other players, but they and run in and all this shit to just pelt people with freaking D batteries. So that was my second, which was insane. And then not at Santa Claus though. No, not at Santa. Not at Santa and then, no. and then my third would be when, um, when I saw my dad, I don't know, again, this is another Raven story, 
but he when he would scream at the ref through the TV, that was incredible incredible. I mean, he would he would get so passionate that I thought he would break our TV. Like when he would scream that he thought that there was supposed to be a flag. But yeah, I mean, the things that I just most remember, again, that the first time that Ben Roethlisberger, and the reason why I say that first, because then Ray Lewis broke it two seasons later. Um, him having his nose broken by a Ravens player and then being in a restaurant surrounded by Ravens fans was one of the most tribal moments I have ever seen in my whole life. And I don't know if I'll ever experience something like that again. And I'm, I'm, yeah. I'm proud to say I was there. For me, yeah. Like me, I've had the same exact stuff, you know, being a Philly fan. When the double doink happened a couple years ago against the Bears in the playoffs, I'm at this one at this one restaurant with a couple of my friends. And we're all just sitting there and we're all just like, oh, fuck, we're about to lose. And all of a sudden it's doink, doink and out. And we're all just, Everybody in the whole place, we're just hugging each other, you know, like giving each other pats on the backs, high five, and like my, my one friend's dad, which is absolutely obliterated, but like the whole game, and he's like, he was like one of those guys that gets like, once something bad happens, oh they suck. I'm like, I'm just keeping them even. Like I'm like, dude, it's all right. There's plenty of time left. And he comes up to me at the end of it, gives me a kiss on the cheek. He's like, you told me to hang in there the whole game. I love you, man. I'm just like, fuck yeah, buddy. <laughs> oh, my it God. Was, it was That's just like, a, it was an awesome moment, you know. But there's also, I'll get to some more after, but I want to let Charlie hop in here real quick. <laughs> well, give us something that you got, Chuck, as a as a so, favorite moment growing up. Yeah, obviously, you know, freaking this past Super Bowl, man, NFL's 100 season, Patrick Mahomes, you know. First of all, Damian Williams deserved that MVP. Patrick Mahomes was the reason they were in that spot in the first place and should not have gotten MVP. But, you know, aside God from bless. That, Super Bowl champs, baby. And, you know, that was awesome to see. I was happy for him. I was happy for Andy Reid to finally get there after, you know, what happened with losing to Brady and the Patriots all those years Chuck, back. You didn't, have any, you didn't have any what about in that game. When we were watching that together what, in the house. What about when it came out that – what about when it came out that A-Rod was on the jukes? How about that? You know, you're a diehard Yankee fan. What about when I was, was on the juice? Or how about when, yeah, I was getting that. I was getting that. I only said one moment. Relax. What about what about when, when Mark Wahlberg shot Derek Jeter? <laughs> <laughs> the Yankee Clipper. <laughs> yeah. So I think that I think Mariano's final game was pretty awesome. You know, tearing his ACL the year before and then watching that game on TV was pretty cool to see. You know, the ovation he got. Derek Jeter, Andy Pettit coming out to the mound to take him out. That was, that was a pretty cool feeling to see that and stuff. And I guess another one, let's see. I guess, like Harry said, something with my dad, you know, my dad watching Giants games, he just – he thinks he's the coach. You know, he, he's a better coach than Tom Coughlin. He's got for sure better than Ben McAdoo, wherever that fat ass is now. But – um, Jeez. <laughs> Jeez. That's brutal. <laughs> that is brutal. <laughs> no, just yell at Eli Manning all those years and stuff and talk about, you know, they should run this there and stuff. And then when they run that play, he's like, see, I told you I should be coaching that team right now. I was like, yeah, dad, you're right. But instead, you know, you're on the sidelines of a high school football team coaching a freshman team. But you know what? That's okay. It happens. Hey, your and dad's a legend in my I heart. I never saw. He coached, uh, uh, what? Who, who did he coach? Vinnie Curry? He coached Vinnie Curry. Yeah, Super Bowl champ, good. so, you know. He is Super Bowl champion, right? My dad won a state championship with him too. Yeah, there you go. Was, I never, 
I never saw a quarterback look more drunk during play than Eli Manning. Eli Manning <laughs> always looked like he was having a bag at a game. You're right. <laughs> he just had that. He had the classic dad bod and just yeah. like, what the hell am I doing right now? See, yeah, like at yeah, all exactly. times, at all times. Yeah, New York's had some great quarterbacks in him and Mark Sanchez. Like they just had some like the butt fumble, <laughs> eating hot dogs, yeah, eating, eating hot dogs on the sideline. Eli just has no idea what the hell's going on half yeah. the time. But you know what? He won two Super Bowls, so kudos to him. But it's just funny because like I've had so many memories against the Giants, like the Eagles playing the Giants. You know, the three different miracles at the Metal Lances. Like absolutely oh, yeah. insane. I remember I had a CYO basketball game. It was seventh seventh grade, I think. And we had a game during that during the game while the game was going on. And the one of the dads was like keeping us updated, like what the score is. Like, oh, by the time our game was over, he's like, oh, it doesn't look good. They're down by like fourteen or whatever it was. And we get, I finally get back to the house. Eagles are down seven, or it was a tie game or something like that. And I literally turned the TV on just in time for Deshaun Jackson punt return for a touchdown and it was absolutely nuts it was one of the coolest things ever and uh, yeah and then there's plenty of other games when they beat them in the playoffs a couple years after that and when the Brandon Boykin intercepted uh Tony Romo to go to the Eagles to win the NFC East all those years ago with Sammy what's Sam Bradford the quarterback at the time I don't remember but what a fan yeah You know, the, it was crazy the amount of term like turnover the Eagles have had since like 2012. After Andrew Reid left, they brought Chip in, and you know he I got rid of Shady, Deshaun, all those guys. Brought in Sam Bradford, and you and even before that you had like Vince Young and Mike Vick as the QB. Like, and then all of a sudden, a couple years later, the Eagles are winning the Super Bowl. You know, just absolutely nuts. How that's how like NFL it can like change so rapidly. So rapidly, like, yeah. Your team could be so bad one year, and then you pick up a guy or two, and the whole thing just changes for the next yeah. year, and you catch fire. And that's, sure. exactly, that's exactly what happened for the Eagles in 2017 when Nick Foles came in, picked up for the MVP, Carson Wentz. Shout out. Sadly went down. I remember I was, in, I was in my friend Rachel's room at Susky watching that Rams game when he tore his ACL, when he still threw a touchdown with the torn ACL, by the way, too. And but, automatically, you just started hitting a Hail Mary. Automatically, yeah. you hit one knee and just started Hail Mary. And the Eagles still won that game, but afterwards, I just sat there. And Rachel left me alone. Like, she didn't, like, sit in her own room with me. Like, I was in her room by myself. Just like – Is this Jake's like, girlfriend? Just like, fuck. Yeah, Jake's girlfriend, yeah. <laughs> I, was just sit- I was just sitting in her room by myself. Just like, fuck. Like, we're done. And then yeah. all of a sudden, it was one of the most magical runs ever. Yeah, it was absolutely That's insane, awesome. which capped yeah. off with the Super Bowl, where it was probably one of my favorite, back to like two favorite nights in my life. The night before, I went to my dad, played for Temple Rugby back in his days in college years ago. And he had an alumni event the night before down in the city. And I go down with him, and it was an open bar at the one place, and I just got absolutely shit-faced with him and his friends. God bless. <laughs> <laughs> and it was so much fun. At the end of the night, it's me. You guys know how big my dad is. Yeah. And then one of yeah. his friends, Unit. Went with, we went with two of his friends. Yes. We hopped in a cab. The other guy that was in the back seat. So it's me, my dad in the back seat with a guy that was like 6'6", 280 pounds. The three of us are in the back of this taxi cab. While the guy that's like 5'10", 170 pounds is in the front. Like the back of that cab was dragging. Like down the road. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah. Even straight laughs> 
Yeah, dude. <laughs> it was just, it was nuts. And we went and got Chinese food down in Chinatown. It was a great night. And that's dude, a nice maybe. Did your but, dad, uh, did your dad play second row? No, he was a prop. Was he? Because he's tall. Yeah, tight head. Yeah, a little bit. Yeah. Um, but the, the other prop they had, they were pretty much the same thing. Gotcha. Boomer, like he was, he, they're both the same now too. Big ass fucking dudes. But like, and then at that night, my dad looks to me and he starts shedding a tear and he's like, Brian Dawkins gets into the Hall of Fame. I have a picture of it too. It's hilarious. Yeah. He's like, Brian, Brian Dawkins got into the Hall of Fame and the Eagles are going to win the Super Bowl tomorrow. And I'm like, oh my God, that's the first time I ever saw my dad cry. Like for <laughs> real. Awesome. Yeah, it was so cool. And then the next night, you know, everybody knows what happens it's history the greatest the greatest that's what can be another debate yeah we can talk about in another people went super bowl people went and ate poop after it i mean it must have been (laughs) the best i mean i remember seeing that on the fucking tv seeing people pick shit up or shit that was fresh by the way it still had steam coming off of it and they would hold it up as an award and then down that bitch i mean that was just i was like Holy crap, dude! This whole city is on fucking that's, crank. That, that city was burning to the ground that night. Yeah, that's dude, just that's crazy. just what it means to this city. What sports <laughs> means? That's, to the what, that's what makes it so awesome. And that's fucking what makes you want to do this stuff, you know? <laughs> like those are people that that should be what videos are made of to exemplify what the electric chair should be in use for. Do you know what I mean? Like, dude, I remember you telling. I remember. I remember you telling. You telling me at school about how they greased up the bar. oh yeah the poles the light poles yeah and people they didn't still, want yeah they didn't want people climbing, climbing up them and people were still getting up there. Kevin's brother was one of them. Yeah, <laughs> it was absolutely crazy. I was down I was down at Temple when the game was going on with a couple of my friends in their place, and when Brandon Graham got that strip sack on Tom Brady, I called my dad up right away and we're like. The Eagles are going to fucking win the Super Bowl. And then we get out of that place on Broad Street, and there's just masses of people all going down to City Hall. And some dumbass at City Hall got out of work late or whatever. And I'm like, what are you doing? And he tries driving through this mass of people, and people are smashing his window. Like, what the fuck are you doing? I thought they were going to kill this guy. I was like, what is going on right now? The first sacrifice. (laughs) Yeah, honestly. (laughs) it's just the passion for sports like a city like that has baltimore has it too i mean what are some other big cities that you know like whether it's not even just football and baseball or another sport yeah boston um besides boston though i mean to to name another nfl franchise that's uh you know that i would put right up there with the eagles and with the baltimore ravens uh and the pats by far uh, is the Oakland fan base. I mean, oh, yeah, you Oakland, don't, definitely. you don't, you don't get a more of a fan base. I mean, it, every Oakland game ends, has at least one to two fights happen. Like that is how insane the, those fans are. That's why I think it's such a shame that they're leaving because that is a true fan base that will never let their team not have pride. You know, yeah. even even when the Raiders sucked for so many years, that stadium would still get filled. Even Absolutely. though they were playing in a baseball stadium, it's because of how just die hard that that type of the city black is. hole, like yeah. everybody <laughs> dressing up, like it's absolutely insane there. Dude, they got the spikes on and everything, face yeah. painted yeah. up. Yeah. Dude, they were they were ready to kill people out there. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yes. Another another one. Um, 
I don't know about it. Inan- well, for, 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 obviously for baseball, you got to give the, the Dodgers have always been relevant. The Yankees go in droves everywhere. Yeah. Um, Boston fans are everywhere. Um, I think well, Chicago. Chica- Chicago fans uh, are arguably, I think, the, the hardest fans in the in yeah. and the White Sox too. Also, the White Sox. Um, yeah, all Chicago. But yeah, I mean, but but what? But baseball Chicago yeah, fans too. are much Cleveland more intense, or in my opinion, yeah, are much Cleveland. more intense than the Cleveland Bears. Or Pittsburgh. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. then the Bears. You don't think the Bears fans are? No, I think that they're intense, but I don't think that they're like Cubs fans or 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 or. No, I don't think so. Packer fans are diehard too. Packer fans are well, yeah, dude. They're they're yeah. freaking on their dairy vibe every day. They have nothing else going on besides dairy up in that area. Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, he's a. I don't even know. Hate to yeah, it's, it's definitely it's it's like weird to see the differences between East Coast cities yeah. and West Coast. Much more laid back. Yeah, I think of the only one I can think of is I mean the Seahawks. You have the twelfth man. I think that's so fake. Like it's so fake. <laughs> Everyone's like, "Oh, the twelfth man, shut up!" Like they haven't been relevant in years. Other. Than oh my when god! The, when they, they won the Eagles. Super Bowl, like same thing for the Eagles. Had, oh come on! The Eagles oh, have been one of the god. best NFL franchises for years. For years, <laughs> they couldn't they win for years. <laughs> yeah, but they've always been relevant. They oh. are always ten and six or better. Andy Reid was one of the best head coaches of all time. He always That's had the true. Eagles above 500, and they and were he, always relevant in the NFC. And the Cheeseburger King couldn't even get it done there. That's the other yeah, thing. Yeah, he could Yeah, in 04, that, hey, that's another memory, honestly. In 04, when the Eagles lost that year to, uh, um, to the Patriots. Isn't that um, the Brady's first one? No, no, no. He won um, no, he beat the, the Rams. That was second or, second or third, honestly. Yes, he beat the Rams was his first one, I'm pretty sure. But whatever. And I remember that we watched that game at my house when I was real young. And my cousin, Sean, who's a big super eagle, um, I actually he just found a video of him. He used to get paid to go to, to the Eagles game. And he got dressed up. Uh, like, oh, in his show me that video. Costume. Yeah. And he, like, had caught a super eagle and stuff like that. He's like, he's, like, after they lost that game, he's like, I'm never watching a game at your house again to my dad. And he has it. Like that's how like superstitious yeah. like people are about their yep. teams. Like something bad happens. Like when they when we saw the double doink, like we had to go back to that same bar the next week because we're like, this is absolutely insane. We have to go yeah. back. You Too bad Alshon can't fucking life. catch the ball. But you know, or else we could have been looking at another Super Bowl. But oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> no, hold on. Let let's let's make no. Oh. Where am I going to go with this? I was going to make a funny point. Can we just talk about how the NFL, though, is bigger than the church on Sundays? I mean, I mean yeah. they, like, think, is, like yeah. think about that. They have taken Sundays away from the church. Do you know what I mean? You're throwing holy water on a Sunday, and nobody, nobody, everybody's like, I got to get home to make my dogs and watch the game. I mean, they should, they should throw TVs in the pews, in the yeah. back of the pew, throw a little TV in there so you can get, you know, your, your game on. While, while you're at church but you know what do you so so here you know truly i think out of all three of us on this call i think that you are you by far the one i think with the most baseball knowledge but definitely and also probably the the most passionate baseball fan so what do you think obviously with opening day being delayed what do you think 
the MLB is going to do to have a profitable season this year? Do you think that they're going to shorten the season? Yeah, I mean, they're going to have to. I mean, to yeah, how much going you off think? of that, um, I don't know. I think they're going to do a doubleheader a week, which would be pretty cool. Um, there maybe they've been talking about like one forty something games instead of the one sixty three. So, like that's if they started after Memorial Day though, and that would be without fans, which kind of sucks because you know I love Philly's tickets are cheap, like compared to the rest of them. You can get a yeah. ticket for like twenty bucks, go in, have a good time with some friends. And now that I'm twenty one, you know, like it would be fun. it would be be nuts. But just throwing yeah, them back. Yeah, I definitely think probably if it starts around Memorial Day. Uh, weekend um, definitely 140 with a double header once every week which they're gonna have to expand the rosters even more I think they've been talking around 29 so you have extra pitchers to be able yeah. to go because that's gonna that's really gonna mess it up and it really depends when they can get to spring training again or whether they just give them a week to play inner squad games and then just say let's get into it it's been a real uh, it's gonna be interesting to see how they manage it because we really don't know at this point which kind of sucks because Growing up, baseball is my favorite thing. I played baseball from when I was, like, three years old all the way up through high school. And I know, Charlie, you've played baseball, like, your whole life, too. And it's really my, it's really was my favorite sport before the Eagles. The Phillies are my favorite. Like, I was at the game in 08 when they won the World Series, which is another great memory of mine because that game, if you remember, it got rained out. Game five got rained out. Didn't you go to the, the – Yeah, and I – I got to go to the second game, or the second half of the game two days later because my uncle had to leave town to go for work. So my cousin was like, hey, do you want the ticket? I was like, yeah. Like, I went out and I bought, like, a big winter Phillies jacket, like, that day. I, like, got, all, like, a bunch of, like, more gear to get ready for the game. It was the greatest three innings of my life. So, like, it's going to be awesome because the Phillies are starting to get relevant again. Oh, Harper. With Harper and Real Muto. Dude, I've been watching on uh, NBC Sports Philadelphia. They've been playing all these throwback games. I watched Roy Halladay's perfect game the other the other night. I saw Jimmy Rollins uh, break Mike Schmidt's record for the most hits in franchise history. God, that's a, what, that team that he was on that year in, in 2014, absolutely terrible. Like, that was some bad baseball being played back then. So it's just – it's awesome to actually have guys that are young and are studs now that I can be look forward to and have fun with baseball. Again, yeah. You know? Watch them keep just putting heroin in their veins and going hitting a few 90 mile an hour. Or so. Dude, bring steroids back. Yeah. I agree. It was, it was electric with steroids running the game. Man. Yeah. I mean, it was, it was it, people, people were juiced to the fucking gills. I mean, you know like, what I'm saying? Hitters, but, the, but the pitchers were juicing too. So like it, it would even out. Yeah. 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 It's just the thing right now it's strikeout or home run. And that's absolutely it. Like, the ball's not being put in play enough where, like, yeah. you make guys make plays, you know? Like, where – or singles, doubles, just getting guys in motion. Like, motion. Like, not a thing anymore because that's what makes the game so long is your foul pitches off, foul pitches off, strikeout, you know? Or home run that, you know, guys taking around the bases. And there's just not enough balls in play because I can look at my phone for a minute to plus and it'll be, like, two pitches, you know? Like it, you can just get lost. You're like it just so just yeah. drags. They just need more motion in the game. You think that they'll ever put? You think that they'll ever put a count on? Like a like obviously you know there there's a count on foul balls, but do you think that they'll ever put a count on if you're past that two strike limit? You know you just keep fouling and fouling and fouling. You know that can go on. I mean I've seen you that so many third, times. 
you get a certain amount of yeah. tips. Yeah, because that would that would speed up the so. game. Uh, yeah, yeah, I don't think so either. But I'm saying that if yeah. if, if you don't want to cut, because the thing about baseball is, dude, what what I honestly do worry about is I worry that with the NFL again, the NFL is now we're gonna have 17 games regular season, right? New new playoff package, extra two and, teams on each side, yeah. Exa- exactly, and we're having even more and more better talent come out of the NBA. People people don't mind missing 40 games of regular season baseball they just don't because there's 162 there's 162 of them so if you're not going to get rid of games you've got to do something to speed up the game time i feel don't figure yeah, it out. I, it's tough another another thing i saw floated around was 40 games this year and then playoffs like Whoa. you think that would yeah. never happen. That would never happen. But you know how much emphasis every game would be at you, that point, though. Every you know? every game would Probably be sold out. Every game, would, yeah. every game every, would be sold out and watched. It would probably be one of the most profitable seasons that the MLBs ever had. I just wouldn't be yeah. taking days off. No, no, wow. and they wouldn't take any. And and and, dude, like, yeah, owners would be like, we're going to lose so much money from not having 120 games, dude. The amount of TV ratings they would get would make up for that whole thing. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Because sure. sooner or later, th- th- this is the thing. This is why you have to talk about the business side of things. Because sooner or later, the TV companies, all the money. Oh, yeah, they're missing. They're gonna yeah. ask. They're gonna ask for a better deal because they're like, dude, we're not. We're not having enough people watch, and we're paying too high of a price. The NBA is gonna face that soon too. The TNT, TBS, they're all gonna yeah. say, you have to lower. You have to give us more. And it's gonna it's gonna mess with the salary caps for the next year too yeah. moving forward because a lot of that's based on league revenue and how yep. much the salary cap goes up in all the leagues due to how much money they've brought in. So I mean they're losing all this money. Is the salary cap gonna dip like twenty mil or something like that? That would be catastrophic for the league. So I mean we could get more into this later as hopefully the quarantine doesn't go on any long too much longer. But maybe we'll bring the boys back. And for another episode and we could talk more we could talk more we definitely got a lot of stuff we can cover moving yeah. forward but i want to thank you guys i think uh, we had a lot of fun chit-chatting here fun. Just, yeah and i hope everybody else enjoyed listening to us ramble on and have fun mess with each other a little bit a little different here where we're recording on zoom you know not our standard high production what we had back at Susky. yes I hope I'm going to take a listen to it. Hopefully it sounds good and we'll get it out as soon as possible here. Thanks boys for hopping on. Thank you. Thank you. You guys have fun. Shout out to Tiger King. Yeah. Oh, Tiger King. Yeah, I got, baby. I got Joey exotic in my background in this. Joey maybe, exotic, I'll put it out on, maybe I'll put this out on YouTube too. I'm thinking about it. Let me know in the comments <laughs> if you want it on YouTube, see our beautiful faces, but that's another edition of the BSP podcast. I had Harry Heaps with me, Charlie Dowling. I'm Brendan Fitzgerald. Thanks, Thanks, everybody, for listening. Shout out to the 215 and go, Birds.